This is your Polycast for Thursday, April 23rd, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, schools will remain closed in Minnesota and a new coronavirus testing plan. Governor Tim Walz will announce today that Minnesota schools will stay closed for the rest of the academic year, according to two people who have knowledge of the governor's plan. A spokesman for the governor wouldn't confirm the decision, but Walls has said in recent days that a return to in-person instruction before summer break is unlikely. Many districts have already been planning to extend distance learning for the rest of the school year. Students began their remote instruction in late March. The governor has a news conference scheduled for 2 o'clock. The University of Minnesota and Mayo Clinic are rolling out a plan to test 20,000 Minnesotans each day for COVID-19. If the effort is successful, it would make Minnesota a leader in coronavirus testing. But as Matt Sepik reports, it's still unclear exactly when many tests will be available and when we could see an easing of stay-at-home rules. Mayo and the U say they have the capacity to process up to 20,000 diagnostic tests and 15,000 antibody tests each day. Governor Tim Wall says the Minnesota moonshot he envisioned several weeks ago is coming to fruition. The ship is on the launch pad today. It has been built by the best engineers. It is staffed by the best astronauts um, that we have, and, and it's ready to go. But there's a lot of work yet to get it there. The sense of urgency that we're feeling is real. Wall says anyone who has symptoms of COVID-19 will be able to get a test. The limited number of kits has forced hospitals and public health officials to focus on the most vulnerable people, those in the hospital and nursing homes. But the announcement does not mean that 20,000 people will be getting tested immediately. State Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm says it'll take time for the labs to ramp up and for health systems to work out the logistics of getting the test to the patients who need them. Right now, labs in in the state process around 1,200 a day. There's today a capacity to do 8,000 tests a day. If we can get everything moving and really connected, um, the goal here is to build up to a capacity of 20,000 a day, and that's between the health systems and, and Mayo and you, what they think they could produce. I would be kidding if I said that's going to be tomorrow, that that happens. The plan calls for the two institutions to create a central lab to accommodate the expanded testing, as well as a virtual command center to monitor daily needs and to respond to localized outbreaks. Malcolm says building up supplies and figuring out the logistics could take about three to four weeks. She also says there will be a website with information about testing locations. U Medical School Dean Dr. Jacob Tolar says he's confident that both the PCR diagnostic and the serology antibody tests are accurate. But he cautions that caregivers must get good throat and nasal swab samples for the diagnostic test to work. And Tolar says blood samples for the antibody test must not be taken too early. One has to be careful about when in the process of the, uh, of the dynamics of the COVID-19 disease the testing occurs. Because there is about 12, maybe 14, maybe 15 days at the beginning of that before you can actually see the antibody response. The DFL governor has said knowing how and where the coronavirus has spread is necessary before Minnesota businesses can reopen. He set a goal of at least 5,000 tests per day. Republican House Minority Leader Kurt Doubt says with that goal in sight, Walls should begin easing restrictions. Doubt says Minnesotans have been largely following the rules, and big chain retailers have shown that they can operate safely. We don't want 
to expose people to a situation that could be dangerous or where we could have a, a big outbreak. But I think Minnesotans are ready to do this the right way. And, you know, the fact that we can all go to Walmart and Costco and be respectful of each other and respect the six foot distances shows that we can do that in, in small businesses as well. Even with yesterday's announcement on expanded testing, Governor Walls did not say how it might define his next steps toward getting life back to normal. Matt Sepik, NPR News, Minneapolis. The U.S. House is poised to vote on the latest coronavirus relief bill today, most of it aimed at small businesses. But Minnesota Republican Congressman Jim Hagedorn says the federal government needs to look at more help for farmers. Tim Nelson has more. The 1st District Republicans had previous COVID-19 relief packages had about $19 billion in agricultural aid, but that hog farmers alone are facing up to $5 billion in losses He says Congress needs to address agriculture quickly, particularly Minnesota's meat producers. The bottom line is this, uh, especially in the livestock industry, with the restaurants being closed and the demand is down and now some interruptions at at processing plants, uh, the livestock folks are in a world of hurt. And, uh, you know, it's really dire. And right now they're probably the first in line that need to be taken care of. Hagedorn said he's also concerned about a health care recession and its impact on Mayo Clinic and rural providers. He called on the state to make routine and elective health care more available. I'm Tim Nelson. And speaking of help for businesses, thousands of restaurants in Minnesota are trying to survive more than a month into the executive order that put their dining rooms off limits. Some are selling takeout food and now alcoholic beverages. Mark Zadeklik paid a virtual visit to a popular Twin Cities restaurant for a close-up look at the battle to stay afloat. Joe and Mary Kohler own Joseph's Restaurant and Bar. It's been a popular gathering place in Stillwater for decades. I've been doing this business for 46 years now. Like many other restaurateurs, the Kohlers are barely hanging on. I don't think in my wildest dreams I ever thought something like this would happen. Kohler says depending on the season, he typically employs nearly 100 people. Not anymore. They're all without jobs right now. I think I've managed to save like five people uh, that can work for me right now to do a little bit of takeout service that we're doing. Kohler says revenue is down about 70%, but not his expenses. You got your real estate taxes, your gas and electric. I mean, you have things that are just constant, your rent. uh, Those things don't go away. Kohler says he's been scrambling to cut costs. No more trash collection. The Muzak service has been silenced. We even went to the cable company and said, you know what, shut our TVs off. There's nobody here to watch them. So it's, it's little things like that that you have that's an ongoing basis. Our rug service was $100 a week, I think it was. Well, we don't need that right now. We could save ourselves $100 a week. Let's do it. Kohler says he's also in the process of trying to secure help from a variety of government assistance programs. The battle Joe and Mary Kohler are fighting in hopes of saving their business is playing out at restaurants everywhere. Liz Raymer is the head of Hospitality Minnesota, a trade group that represents the industry. They have been uh, doing different things with their food. Some have been doing prepackaged heat and serve kinds of meals, which is something different than maybe they would have done previously. Um, limited their menu with uh, fewer options from which to choose, which helps them be more efficient. Raymer says some restaurants have given up on offering takeout because it wasn't bringing in enough money to cover the cost of staying open. She says some have closed temporarily, others permanently. Raymer says many restaurants cannot handle more debt, even if it's low interest. 
And she says the federal paycheck protection program, which rewards employers who keep workers on the job, is of little use to restaurants that have eliminated staff or dramatically downsized, like Joseph's in Stillwater. Joe Kohler says he hopes government officials will soon allow in-restaurant dining. He's already thinking about ways to do it safely by spacing people. If we were given the ability to reopen at 50% occupancy, that would be a, like a, a life jacket to most of us. We would, you know, that would really help us tremendously to, to start to recoup some of this loss that we have. Liz Raymer of Hospitality Minnesota says the organization sent the governor proposed safety protocols for reopening. She underscores that the restaurant industry is accustomed to following public health rules. It's always been a highly regulated industry anyway from a um, food safety and health standpoint. So again, our operators are really used to this. In the meantime, Joe Kohler says people wanting to help restaurants should consider making a down payment on future meals. If you could buy a gift certificate, that would be ideal. That would give us money up front to pay the things that we have to pay. That would help tremendously. If you want to just order food to go, that helps. As it currently stands, restaurant dining rooms in Minnesota are ordered closed through May 3rd. Whenever the reopening begins, the restaurant landscape could look very different from the one we remember. I'm Mark Sedeklik, Minnesota Public Radio News. And that's your polycast for this Thursday, your daily check-in, although it hasn't been daily every day because we've been so busy with other stuff. Anyway, it's your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. Thank you.